0: The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mortgage Women Magazine.
1: It's where women's voices are heard. Find it free at www.mortgagewomenmagazine.com. We've certainly had plenty of conversations here on The principal about diversifying your staff, but if you haven't done it, you might be questioning where do you start and does it ever get easier? Let's ask one of NMP Magazine's diversity leaders. Welcome to The principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Lamarcus Thurman. He's vice president of the United Purpose Mortgage Division for Howard Hanna Mortgage Services. Lamarcus, thanks for joining me. Thanks
0: for having me. appreciate it.
1: So I guess before we get started, you know, because I know we hear this sometimes when we do these kinds of awards, I don't know if if you ever hear it, but, you know, just do we really need this? Do we really need to highlight women? Do we really not highlight, pick your group, uh, you know, focusing on diversity? So I guess just starting with that, you know, talk to me about, do you think we need to do stuff like this, focusing on uh, the lenders and leaders in this space who make diversity a priority?
0: I I think so. I think uh, collectively, I think it's very important, uh, Mike, because I think the more people that focus on it and the more people that bring attention, uh, the more change will happen in the industry. So I I agree that the more we can, you know, highlight some of these opportunities that are happening because uh, other forums like this, you know, uh, like this, Mike, would help showcase what's happening, not only in in our backyard, but across the United States. So I agree 100% we can have more. Of these settings will be beneficial in the
1: long run, and and you know it's one thing to say yeah we understand the value of diversity particularly uh, as you know the demographics in the United States are changing, but if if I'm somebody who's just sort of maybe I'm a small firm and I've just been plugging along and I look up and realize you know I don't have a lot of diversity in my staff I don't have a lot of diversity in my customer base, um and I and I want to get with the times, um you know it can feel overwhelming where do I start so. You know, what suggestions would you have for people in this space? What do you guys know from from your experience that other lenders maybe, you know, here's an easy way to start and build some momentum in, in diversifying?
0: Well, one of the things that we've done is, um, and I'm sure that uh, you saw the communication was the, uh, uh, working with NAMBA, the National Association of Majority Minority um, um, Mortgage Bankers of America. And um, and that partnership happened before I came on board. Mike. Um, but I, w- I got ingrained um, very early in my my time with uh, Howard Hanna Mortgage Services, and and the transparency was key. You know, they was able to articulate um, the need and, and, and create a pathway. And uh, and Howard Hanna adopted that and really ran um, through the brick wall we call it uh, to really make a change within the organization. So um, so that's where we started. Um, but that's not where we ended, right? You know that was a good platform, but now we're we're thinking of creative ways within the organization to attract more people using the foundation that has been built by by Nama.
1: and more people, uh, more staff.
0: Absolutely, more staff, more staff, uh, front end and the back end. You know, looking at diverse vendors that to bring on our our, our footprint. So, um, so yeah, within the organization and the people we use for the services that we need to to do our job on a daily basis.
1: And I think that's a great tip because you know one thing, it can feel overwhelming that, yeah, I'm trying to hire diverse staff, but it always feels like I'm doing it one person out of time. Really the way to do it is to open up the pipeline and all of a sudden the, the pipeline is more diverse and all I gotta do is tap into it.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree. And one of the things we're doing is, you know, is including diverse talent to the recruiting process. You know, and I think that's a key point that, you know, um, we're doing to make a change in that arena. And it's it's definitely as um, definitely gave us more in in some of these communities that we want to do business with, uh, but also gave more job opportunities that people never thought even existed without having that conversation up front.
1: Do you find that applicants respond to that that hey there's somebody in this space who looks like me and not just the stereotypical white middle-aged banker? Do you find that applicants respond to that just there is a space for me. I'm not the one who's breaking ground here. I'm I'm following someone else's lead.
0: Absolutely, Mike. I think you know and I know and no matter what industry you're in a lot of people gravitate to people that look like them. So I think if you have people in the in the in the interview process that looks like them there's a hope. And then as long as there's a hope, we can shape the narrative on their end on, on if that's a decision they want to move forward, but at least they know there's a hope there to grow and prosper with an organization versus seeing someone that you don't see anyone of your color or ethnicity at the organization that, you know, you have an uphill battle battle to, to kind of climb that ladder. But if you have at least one, you know, one person, cause you got to start somewhere. I'm not saying one is the magic number, Mike, but If you have at least one person, that's, that's a hope in my eye.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's really, you know, just study after study, even in the classroom, how, you know, students of color just perform better. They see a, a teacher who who looks like them and, and they're able right. to relate. Um, of course, diversity isn't just looking different. It's different backgrounds as well. And, and that's certainly valuable in, in the homeowning space, being able to relate to your customers and, and maybe their path to, to homeownership. So does your team, is there a lot of conversation going on um, as people work together, these are my experiences and the, you know, maybe these are some things to keep in mind if you're dealing with somebody who comes from, from a different background, even if they look like you.
0: Yeah, we we do that. And when you look at my team on the United Purpose Mortgage, uh, Mike, um, they're connected because they personally went through some of the challenges that we're facing in this industry. So they're very plugged in and connected. and. Um, you know, they, the majority, if not all of them have at least, you know, 17 years of experience, only one person on the team have seven years, but you would never notice uh, the seven year because he has just as much knowledge as someone who has 30 years experience. But I think those storytelling helps just bring awareness, you know, not only internal, but external it brings awareness and that connectivity to the individual or to that group. So when they identify someone in that space that, that can relate to what we've been through. By sharing our stories, they can connect the dot and say, "You know what? Let's get Lamarcus' his team in front of this individual, or let's bring in Mark to share his story of what how he overcame some of the challenge that he's been facing." And that that helps the overall picture uh, for our organization.
1: It, it, you know back to that that person who's sort of running their own small little firm and and is kind of you know not really made an effort to to become more diverse. Say they're looking around and and you know. I'm doing all right. in the, In the market's tough. I'm I'm focused on finding sales. What? Why should they be concerned about you know diversifying their staff right now when they might feel like listen, the most important thing is to to keep the business in so I can keep the lights on.
0: Absolutely, I, I think there's a, a stat that came to Freddie Mac that says you know in 15 20 years from now the landscape will change, meaning there'll be more single women diverse um, individuals looking to become homeowners. And, and if you don't change that dynamic today, then you're going to be behind the eight ball when that shift has changed. So, um, so I would say, you know, if, if make the change, if you want to stay in the industry, you know, um, because it's going to be a lot harder if you don't get more diverse staff and more diverse thinking around this process and get collective, um, um, you know, ideas from different ethnicity, then, then you're always going to be that in my opinion, you know, that small firm that keeps taking the, the small steps ahead. And that's what, that's why we made the change to, to, to make that drastic jump to be able to capture opportunities that we wasn't capturing before. And, uh, and, and I can tell you being on the organization on the six months, Mike, um, we have a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, opportunities that present itself by sharing our stories and, and looking at things a little bit differently. Not only from a product standpoint, but just an engagement standpoint and how we interact with our clienteles. And it really has prospered for us in the last, you know, three or four months sure. in doing so.
1: And and that that you know, that that's that example that you had from was it Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac about the obviously, you know, we we've seen you know, estimates about what'll happen with with the the homeownership crowd becoming more diverse, more aesthetic, more, more single women. Um, do you, do you find that your customers respond when, Hey, they have people here who look like me, uh, they talk like me, maybe they've, they've come from the same background and they kind of know my story.
0: Yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, it was for Freddie Mac, um, that, that, did that, that, uh, data that, that, that we, um, use in our conversation, but yeah, you, you, you know, Mike, you know, it, yeah, they, they're, they're going to relate. A little bit easier to someone that looks like them and someone that has a story that can they can relate to, that, the struggles they've been through. Um, so, yeah, th- it's going to be a lot easier to have that conversation. Um, but, you know, we're, we're here to serve everyone. You know, that, that's one thing I want to stress, even though the the African-American may relate to me because I'm African-American, but I'm here to support um, every population that's willing to hear our story and and, and, and be a part of what we're doing whether that's on the front end uh, being a loan officer or that's on the back end that uh, we help them become homeowners.
1: And, and do you find that it becomes easier, that it becomes more organic and it kind of shows itself, whether it's recruiting staff or talking to customers that after a while, the work pays off. Does it, does it seem like it just kind of shows itself and, and you guys get that reputation? So to your example, you're, you're a black customer, but you might deal with an, an Asian borrower or a black uh, uh, mortgage originator, but you might deal with an Asian customer or a Hispanic customer and they just relate because they feel like, you know, does, does that start to, to happen?
0: Oh, absolutely. Cause I think, you know, we're, we're talking on sometimes on their level, you know, and, and, and that helps, you know, it's all about building that trust, that value. And and one of the things we we're, we're taking the approach is having that consultative approach we're 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 understanding their story, their pain points and and not jumping in gun just to pull the credit to see what we can or cannot do. we're We're trying to unpack that story and really educate them so that they understand um, the buying process, uh, you know when they're ready to to buy that home. And if they don't understand, we go back to square one because the more educated they are, the more they can share with the rest of the family like, hey, here's the steps that I took. And that creates that legacy within not only their family but their friends too. That remove that stigma if it if it's that's their situation or just remove that thought that I can't and know that there's a hope that I can. And uh, and that's what we're doing. We're taking a different approach than than probably most lenders are.
1: Yeah. And it's important when you're dealing with new waves of of customers, they might be dealing with people who don't, who aren't familiar with, with banking, with the home buying process, as opposed to, I come from a generation of homeowners. I know how this worked. My parents did it. My grandparents did it. Maybe, maybe there's differences in in how you do it, but I I understand how to get a mortgage. I understand how to write a check. You're dealing with people who maybe they're the first ones who've, who've walked into a bank and opened an account.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'll give you an example. My my dad, he was in the military, served, you know, 26 years in the army. And and if you know anything about the military, you know, we we travel every three years. They put up a house for us, so they put us in a house. My dad didn't have to look for it. They they did all the relocation for us. But when we moved to Louisiana, you know, and and I graduated high school, I came up north. He was looking to build his house. My dad did not know what the first step to do to build his house at all. You know, he didn't know where to go, but he knew he had a son in a banking career <laughs> at the time. And he said, you know what, let me let me reach out to my son, you know, and and I, I had to help him. You know, at this age, you know, he's you know, he's in his 40s. I won't say how old he was at the time, but he was in his late 40s and, and didn't know. So imagine someone who's been working and in, in working a job since he was fourteen years old, and and looking to build his house, and doesn't know the first step to take, but he knew who to go to, and that's what we want to be that outlet. Just know that you can go to us, and we'll help educate you and and teach you what you need to know, so you're more educated. to Take that first step.
1: Yeah, we had guest on not too long ago and sort of gave the example that you know people who who get things done they don't always know they just know a guy, and you. Right. you know, if you can relate to people, you can be their guy on financial questions. And next thing you know, you're you're writing them a mortgage.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I agree. That's the process we lead with, Mike, is educate, engage, find a solution, then educate.
1: Certainly. So, so. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, very
0: simple. You know, we're not... We're, if you heard me, I didn't say pull credit, Mike. I didn't say any of that nature. I said educate, educate, find a solution. Because sometimes that solution may not be a home today. You know, and that's what we need to educate our, our, our potential borrower that it may not be today, but we'll find a solution. It may be a two years or three years, because, again, we want them to be not only physically ready, but mentally ready as well.
1: Absolutely. And that, that, that patience will certainly pay off. Agreed. Thank you so much for the advice. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. And you can see the entire list of the 2023 diversity leaders at NMPMag.com. We'll be right back with the rest of your headlines. The Originator Connect Network, the nation's largest producer of mortgage events, is about fostering a community founded on
0: professionalism,
1: collaboration, and personal and professional growth, connecting you to the story of your success. Welcome back. Here's your headlines for today, February 13th. There's a huge shakeup coming at Rocket Companies as CEO Jay Farner is out as of June 1st. The company says Farner is retiring as of that date and former CEO Bill Emerson will take over on an interim basis. Emerson took over Varner's role as chairman of the board on Thursday. In other news, Primary Residential Mortgage Incorporated has a legal bill of more than $20 million after losing its fight over defaulted mortgages. This stems from mortgages primary residential sold to residential funding company ahead of the 2008 crash. When RFC went bankrupt, ResCap Liquidating Trust was created to recoup damages. The company successfully sued Primary Residential in 2020. PRMIs challenged it, but an appellate court judge upheld the ruling in a decision that warns mortgage executives to read contracts before signing them. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Gutampere, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is Head of Multimedia and Christine Stewart is Editorial Director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate and the music you hear now is Glossy by SkyGaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.MortgageNewsNetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.